You're listening to In This Economy, an anthology of radio plays powered by the modern workforce. I'm Calvin Kosolke. And here's the thing. Robots coming to take all of our jobs would be good. It would. It would force society to adapt to a world where human labor wasn't necessary to produce enough for humanity to survive. We could all get a universal basic income and dedicate our time to learning or the arts or finally watching the entire series run of The Sopranos if you haven't gotten around to it yet. Unfortunately, the thing is that robots are only coming to take some of our jobs. Just enough of our jobs that now employers feel comfortable treating some of their human employees like robots, holding them to the same standards of efficiency that they would a machine while lowering pay. Because, well, if a machine can do your job, or it can do just enough of your job, bosses don't want to pay for a bunch of full-time human employees. So while I wait for our robot overlords to fully take over, I'm not above enlisting them for help. So in addition to this episode being co-written by Romana Sotus, it was also co-authored by the Botnik Predictive Text Keyboard. We started with a lot of kitchen sink dramas. Plays, I mean. I'm talking Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Harold Pinter's The Homecoming, Ibsen's A Dollhouse. From Eugene O'Neill to Susan Laurie Parks, we took about a dozen classic family dramas and we fed them to the Botnik Predictive Text Keyboard, which is basically a more complicated version of your cell phone's autocomplete text feature. Ramana and I then used those Botnik keyboards to produce a bunch of lines of dialogue for each of the characters in the play you're about to hear. And we then used our human brains to piece them all together into the story we have today. So after all that was done, finally, we needed actors, gig economy actors, obviously. For this week's show, we got a troupe of actors who perform a weekly murder mystery dinner party event. They also do private shows for those in the New York area looking to hire them, to come and perform a new masterpiece written by myself, Romana, and the robot. And that's how we arrived at this new addition to the canon, an American classic, a family drama for our times, or at least what an algorithm believes a family drama for our times should be. This episode is called A Night at the Races. Enjoy. A Night at the Races by Calvin Kaselke and Romana Sotus. Interior, the Mackenzie home, porch. A door creeps open and thuds shut. Hank and Tallulah enter the house. They stare. Is anyone up among them? Maybe they're sleeping. How come near me you want to burn up the home? Chuckles and heaps of business. Baby. Head down there and see why Mama is all night proper. Betty enters through the porch door and hobbles towards her arms. Betty hugs Tallulah. Tallulah responds by having a short, startled laugh. Diana! No, 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 this young thing is Tallulah. It's a pleasure to make your housewife. You can just call me Betty. Mom, where is Gordo at this evening? Five years ago, you go away somewhere and your daddy ain't nowhere. And now you're asking me for Gordo. Something happened that's not dismissed. What is it with you and your brother? The screen door slams. Harold joins the group on the porch. Hi, Dad, before you do whatever you think you got to, 
Harold sits slowly on the porch. This is what you reduced me to. Drama is just what you know. Harold adjusts the screen door violently. He stands. Son, don't forget your father had two sons. But you are the boy scared of your own blood. He ain't afraid of the blood. He's afraid of the call. Antalula. The girl assume you don't know nothing about horses. You don't not know nothing about horses. Nice to meet you. Where did Diana get off to? There is no Diana, Dad. Where's Gordo? He's where you ain't want to be. Working down at the track. Are you still running that grift together? You betrayed me for some raggedy dream. Gordo has been able to be effective, at least. You know he just gambles the money back there at the track. That ain't your money anymore. Daisy, a horse, pokes her head in from under the porch. Big brother, can you really belong? Go on off to bed, Daisy. It's late. I don't know how much longer you will have. It's fine, Daisy. We can discuss it in the morning. Don't go bothering your sister. She has sensitivities. I'm going to go see Gordo. Take care of my bright friend here. Our roots are full of exquisite restless fidelity. Drinking and nonsense binds us. Blood holds us together. Come inside, girls. Hank exits outside. Harold, Betty, Tallulah, and Daisy go towards the house eagerly. Exterior racetrack stands later that night. Maggie sits in the stands alone. Hank enters bearing carrots. Gordo? Maggie, with terror, clasps her face. I never thought I'd see you again. You knew we'd always see each other. But I haven't seen you. Haven't you? Now, yes. Have you seen Gordo? Last I saw him, he was joking and yelling about whatever these weird people dream of. By now, he might be passed out in the stables. I'm, I'm really here for you. I don't recognize the truth you want. I mean it. Gordo promised he would pay me back the money I gave him before I ran out on you and your dreams. Is that why you ran away? My dreams? I, I gave Gordo your money. Our money that you were saving for Juilliard. What are you still doing here? I never became a dancer because you was going all night in the other direction. It was so awful, much trouble that I missed my audition for Juilliard for my dreams. I'm so sorry. You know what else I know that you don't? What's that, Maggie? Juilliard is free. Hank searches his pocket and wipes her mouth in embarrassment. They shake each other. I'm why you didn't go to school. I didn't need the money you took, but that's all in the past, Hank. I need to speak this horrible misfortune away. I need to find Gordo. He exits. She follows. Interior. The Mackenzie house. Kitchen. Meanwhile. Tallulah, Harold, and Betty sit at the table. Daisy stands in the doorway. You have a good-looking house. Was coming back with Hank's mama when old milking stools comes up to us and we could have forgotten everything else but the cheer squills right down and grabbed our feet through those rotten silk stockings. I danced up from there and then I don't know whether something happened to me or not. Well, that, that's what happened. 
She had danced around, but they would injure her feet over and over. Pulverized my wife without shame. That's the truth about that night. She ain't never forgive nobody. No, I did not. Mama. Yes, dear? Why don't I have a gentleman caller? You're not ready to go with modern men. Let her face it for her husband. Daddy changes every day. You must endure yours. Maybe it would help everybody identify each other to dream it. You're not meeting with any gentleman callers, and that's enough. Haven't they called for me? Of course. But empty visits can do more harm than good. A girl can dream. Well, a girl can. Been doing the crossword here for 50 weeks without knowing the first thing about horses, embroidery, or three-letter word for shadow. A girl can dream. <laughs> Interior, racetrack stables, later that night. Gordo is asleep in an empty horse stable, sleep talking. Hell, get my blanket over my bullet wounds. Hank and Maggie enter from behind. Gordo, where's my $1,729? What? Oh, my inheritance headaches are pangin'. That's what he calls his hangovers. You called me and told me you want enough money to pay back the money you did lose. Uh, I don't understand. Don't you see? I gave your Juilliard money to Gordo to pay his gambling debts. That's why I ran away all those years ago. I couldn't face you without your dreams. You son of a bitch. Sorry it's wasted on the people you left behind. What about it was real? You just disappeared one night, jumping hurdles on the high school athletic field. But now I can make it up to you. If I can't give you your dreams, I can at least pay you the money. About that. Gordo. Hank, I need something like that again. More debts. Everything Dad saved for Florida is gone with another customer. Take a dizzy look at it. You know who he is. He's good at the grift, but he's bad at the gambling. I need my brother. You need my money. I need my brother and I need his money. Don't you think I have dreams too? I got big plans and I'm bringing Tallulah with me everywhere. When I left you racetrack suckers, I thought I'd earn more than before. 40 bucks kept me from being able to look inside, but Tallulah believes in me. I believed in you. It's different now. We were going to open a Jamba Juice. No more horses or races or griffs or anything about animals. Just juice and pride. What's stopping you? Go. Have your dreams. Hank takes money out of his pocket and crosses to Gordo. He puts his thumb behind his head and offers the money. Take it. Not to pay back your debts, but to pay back Pa. You can sleep well thanks to me. No, you're Jamba Juice. There never would be a Jamba Juice. At least not for me. You're breaking my heart for your own sake. Let's go give Pa what you was only stealing. Interior, Mackenzie home, near dawn. Everyone is sitting, waiting. Betty is making corn grits. Enter Hank, Cordo, and Maggie. I'm Maggie. 
Pop, you and Ma can finally get away. I have your money for Florida. Got three dollars here with your blood and whatnot on them. That's why I don't need your money or Florida. What are you talking crazy about? You know why I let you work down at the track. You promised me enough money to see Florida. I'll never stop taking the griff. Your Jamba Juice. About that. Our Jamba Juice money? I lost it. <gasps> oh, no. How did you lose the money? Ooh, we were together the whole way home. I'm no good at cards. You lost all of the money? Again? Just now? Before we even left the track. But I was watching you! Our dreams! You're not the only one with dreams! <laughs> Tallulah spits tobacco juice on Daisy. Yes, exactly. Good for you. Every happiness for you. Every happiness for you. You're not even a person. You're a horse. Mama, is she calling me ugly? No condition is ugly. See? You have lovely hair. No, I mean you're a literal horse. Mama, is that true? <laughs> yes, honey, it's true. Your full name is Daisy Come Lightly. We adopted you from the racetrack. You weren't supposed to find out like this. I told him never to bring back anything from the racetrack except money. But he brought me my daughter. We were going to Florida. We were going to have our dreams. I think we've just lost touch with them. You have forgotten the way things deteriorate. Now, I won't get my Jamba Juice. Our Jamba Juice. Family, I am sorry. Betty, B Betty baby, I I'm sorry. It it's my fault. I let the bottle talk. He said anything wrong. What's weighing on my head is just my little goddamn shucks pony. All that mattered was the griff. When really, all that mattered was you, was us, was Florida. We were Florida. We could have been. Dreams in that? That was good for myself feeling okay. Nothing's like them. Dreams that Kind with your possibilities before they got took. Suckers loot every penny for the future, but there is no future. Not here. Not for me. Neither stealing money nor greedy genius can change that. Yes, I'm going nowhere much. He turns back towards the door and looks out. The Races was written by me, Calvin Kasolki, along with Romana Sotus and the Botnik Predictive Text Keyboard. It was produced by Calvin Kasolki and Josh Rowland and directed by Sam Schnorr. It was performed by the Dinner Detectives, Mitchell Kawash, Christine Azes, Ronnie Jarman, Kayla Sackler, Tina Huynh, Rahul Sagar, and Destiny Rivera. The role of Tina was played by a non-Dinner Detective, Romana Sotus. 
Special thanks to Colin DeMattis, Katie Cherepakov, Romana Sotus, and Day Clancy for helping complete the corpus for the Botnik keyboards. It was produced, mixed, and edited by Josh Rowland. In This Economy is a Brick Radio production. We were recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn by Onel Moulet and Eric Haugasag. Our in-house producer is Emily Bogosian, and our executive producer is Sasha Mathias. For more information on this and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org radio.